Hello and welcome to the Save Your Game podcast. This is the podcast where I talk to people from in and out of the gaming universe about the games that have defined their lives. My guests will choose three games that fit this bill. We'll be talking about when they played them, why they played them, and all the things they loved about them. But in the end, there can be only one. After discussing all three games, I'm going to force my guests to make an agonizing decision. They must choose their one game to be saved for the Save Your Game podcast and be immortalized forever. As always, I am Frankie Ward, and it's my job to chat to our guests, hold their hand as they walk down the old blockbuster aisle of the video games we used to borrow for three days and return having achieved nothing and find out which of those games they want to save. Now, before we get started, if you love gaming as much as we do, there's a whole load of game-related stuff you can dive into, so make sure you head to redbull.com to enjoy it and to keep track of which games get inducted into the Red Bull Save Your Game podcast. My next guest on the show is FIFA pro and professional footballer Ahmed Al-Megasib. Hello, Ahmed. Welcome to the show. Hi, hi, thank you. It's really awesome to have you. Uh, can you tell us where you're talking to us from today? Uh, I'm talking to you from my gaming room, let's say, in Doha, Qatar. Oh, that's incredible. I love that this show is so international now. We've spoken to people from Saudi Arabia, from Australia, America. I don't know if we've had any Londoners on, but that's where I'm talking to you from right now. I think so. You've uh, talked to Ryan Bissua. He's another good athlete in London. Yes. We have spoken to Ryan. Oh my God, Ahmed, are you a listener of Save Your I did, Game? I did have it to say, don't worry. That's really exciting to hear because we have had a couple of FIFA players on the show before. Yeah. So tell me, do you know Ryan Pessoa or, or Al Dossery? Yeah, both of them are, uh, you know, close friends from the community scene. And I've, I met Ryan in the 1070 World Cup. I should have met uh, Dossery at this World Cup, but unfortunately it got cancelled. But he's a close friend. I talk to him like we on a weekly basis. But yeah, yeah. Amazing. So what did you start playing first? Was it football or FIFA? Um, of course, football. But I started FIFA, you know, when I was uh, at a really young age. But yeah, football was uh, my first, you know. Can you, you remember when you first picked up the ball? I started at uh, Aspire Academy. It's an academy for sport excellence here in Doha. I started at seven or eight years old and then go up into the academy until I got I got graduated from it. What's it like for a young footballer growing up in Doha? Because it's quite a different climate to Britain and of for course. us in the UK it's mud and it's orange slices at half time, <laughs> normally in the pouring rain on a field while your mum and dad take it in turns to come and support you. One of them tends to sit in the car with a thermos that's like a, <laughs> a keep warm mug of tea essentially so what was it like for you your experience as a young player um here it's in Doha it's totally different you know <laughs> with the weather the humidity here you know we suffer sometimes while we train sometimes in the morning so we usually had like a double sessions on three days in a week so it's a bit different like here uh, your parents come to watch some games not most of them uh, not of of course they are not coming to training also, but yeah here it's different the atmosphere is different the level of football is like different we have like more um, like young talent not with a big physical appearance like the you know footballers in the UK so yeah it's a different uh, environment of football between between here and there. Do you follow the scene in the UK? Ah of course as a football player I do follow 
you know the Premier League when I was younger I knew some of the you know players especially Man City I we knew some players from Chelsea too I'm actually a friend from from uh, from, from the from academy of Chelsea I think his name is Mukhtar Ali he's now in Saudi Arabia playing so yeah how oh, incredible so if you ever got the chance to play for a UK team who would you want to play for <laughs> I would say Liverpool. I love Anfield. I love the vibe. You know, uh, it's crazy. Like you know, uh, being in Anfield, watching the games, it's crazy. So uh, playing in it, it's unreal. Uh, you know, feeling. So yeah, Liverpool you, is gonna be my choice. You, have you made the trip over to Liverpool? Uh, once, but it, we had like uh, a game against Liverpool Academy. It was in 2016, I think. But I didn't have the chance to, you know, watch a game there. Hopefully soon. That's incredible. So you started playing FIFA after you started playing football. Have you travelled more for football or for FIFA? No, of course for football because, you know, football we... In, in Asper Academy, so in Asper Academy, we are like, as a national team, we travel like six, seven times in a year. So, yeah, I travelled for football more than FIFA. And you're not the only professional footballer who also dabbles in FIFA, but you're probably the only one who's gone pro in it at the same time. So have you played against any full-time footballers at FIFA? So uh, I was playing in PSG Esport, and once they came back in Doha, I had the chance to play against Traxler, Lucas Moura, Di Maria, and uh, I think uh, Yuri Berges, he was a left back on the team. So I, I met a couple of you know, football. Did you win? <laughs> Is that even a question? <laughs> <laughs> I like this. I like this spirit already, Ahmed. Okay. I, I do want to ask as well, before we get into things, how your year has been, because it must be particularly difficult in the sense that COVID-19 has shut down the FIFA World Cup this year. And of course, it's delayed things considerably in terms of football as well. So, what has it been like for you? How have things changed? So this year it was like a bit different year for me as an athlete, as a person. I had, you know, an, uh, an army service duty, so it took, it took a lot of time, my football, my FIFA time. And to the FIFA scene, my season, I think this season was one of the best in the last three years. Qualified for two events. Uh, you know, the World Cup, which I'm really sad, you know, it killed my motivation to... FIFA because they cancelled this event. I think this is like a really bad decision for the for the FIFA scene. But what could uh, we do? You know, nothing is in our hands. We could speak. I also spoke to some guys that here in Doha they they are welcome to come and you know organize this event. I know the time is tight, but we asked and they said no, 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 we can't with the rules with all of the stuff. But yeah, it's totally fine for uh, so far. Well, I hope you're motivated to keep the controller in hand for when yeah. the World Cup comes back. Are you talking to us from your current gaming setup? Uh, yeah. And and what have you got? Describe it for the listeners, because unfortunately, the podcast is a visual medium. You've got an incredible image behind you. Of, is that New York? Yeah, it's a wallpaper of New York. <laughs> it's beautiful. So you've got a New York wallpaper, a fancy light going on, obviously the Red Bull fridge. Cool. Do you ever train on PC? What's your platform of choice? Uh, of course, I play FIFA on console because, you know, all the qualifiers, the uh, main qualifiers is in the PS4 console for my region. And uh, so if I want to uh, tell you about my setup, I have like two screens, mini screens. I have my Razer headset. I have a PC. 
I have two tab flight, uh, non-only fly lights. One is the the one behind, and one is next to my PC. Uh, not much. I have an extra microphone, bunch of controllers, the scuff controller, the the red ball controller. Nice, so, very yeah, nice. So Little have, blue uh, and yellow combo color there you need, for the you need uh, to controller. Add it, you know, you need to add it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's much. Not a big, big setup, but I really like it. It's a very neat looking gaming room as well. Let me tell you, I've seen some interesting bedroom gaming setups during the COVID-19 period where I've been interviewing people. And I have to say, you keep a cleaner house than most of the people I've spoken <laughs> to, Ahmed. Thank now, you, I'll take that. I'll take that. I'm not here to critique your bedroom or your gaming room as you're playing from. There's not a bed in sight. It's a very professional looking outfit, I have to admit, Ahmed. We're actually here to discuss some of your favourite games. And at the end of the podcast, you're going to choose just one game to save above all others but before we get into the list i really want to know what your first gaming memory is can you remember the first game you played um yes uh, so i think when i was like eight or nine years old my mother got me an xbox and uh, yeah of course that was like fifa 2008 of, yeah, i think so so fifa it was my first game that i you know ever played into consoles what a great mum. So she was <laughs> she was very encouraging of you playing a digital version of football. Uh, when I was uh, younger, you know, as a kid, she wanted to make me happy. I was like, I don't know what did I do, actually, if it's something good or no. But yeah, she got me this. And uh, with the years, she supported me, of course, when she saw me, you know, doing this and that, going traveling to tournaments, winning some events. So yeah, she always supported me into that type of stuff. I wonder if it's the opposite in Doha of the UK because usually the mums are like, get outside, whereas your mum like got you an Xbox and encouraged you to come back in from playing football. But you know what? I think it's probably for the best. You probably need to take some shade occasionally and have a drink of water, you know? Yeah, yeah I agree. But, you know, it's about management. So I was like uh, managing my time into studying, uh, going to the training, playing a bit so if i if you manage with your mom she's gonna be you know relaxed happy comfortable about your situation into life especially school and yeah it, it moved on so how did she feel about you pursuing esports as well as the professional footballer career ah uh, well when i had uh, so when i actually graduated i had you know this passion of football and uh, i didn't expect myself to be a, a pro at, at fifa you know i was like watching uh, those tournaments, the FIFA Interactive World Cup, and uh, when I won my first tournament, I had a passion. I said, okay, I have one goal to reach, which is qualifying to the World Cup. So year after year, and in FIFA 17, I had the chance to play a regional qualifier here in Doha, and you know, once I made this goal, and then I saw a lot of stuff coming to eSports to me, I said to myself, do I stop? Do I focus my football? Because uh, at that time, it's going to affect me into my field, you know, so I'm a focus on field, I need, you know, to wake up, go to the gym, not sit up at my gaming step, train FIFA, so, uh, so far I'm doing all right in both, maybe I stepped back uh, in football lastly because, you know, the army service, but I think I'm going to give it a two or three more years and then I'm going to decide which career I should focus on more. Do you think that Middle Eastern countries are underrepresented in esports? Because it's fantastic to talk to you now. And, and as I mentioned earlier, we've had MS DOS3 on the podcast as well. So clearly, in, in particular in FIFA, it's on the rise. I've also interviewed some Rainbow Six teams in the past as well from, from the region. So yeah, do you, do you think that 
we're going to be seeing more players from the area and the international scene in different games? Well, uh, I think like the Middle East is like a bit two steps behind, you know, the European scene, the the West Asian scene. Uh, I I know that there is a lot of players are willing to get the opportunities into different type of games. I've been talking with a lot of players, especially in our region. Of course, with the next years, uh, I'm gonna I'm sure that I will see a lot of people from GCC, the Middle East, representing their countries into you know some live events, some national events. That's a pretty sure. Like uh, the talent is everywhere. It's just about who gets the passion, who has the talent, uh, the sacrifices to you know reach at the level and you know win some tournament. So Ahmed, let's get started. The first game you're thinking about saving as your savior game choice is one from the franchise you're best known for, FIFA. And this one is FIFA 2016. In its last edition, FIFA had over 10 million players across the world playing at any time. With a thriving esports scene spanning multiple countries around the globe, this football simulator has gone from strength to strength since its original release in 1993. 1993, Ahmed! So I was born in 1998, so let's... Oh goodness, let's not talk about this too much. I'm guessing you were probably introduced to FIFA in like 2006. Let's see, yeah, maybe more. FIFA 8, FIFA 2008, yeah, I think so. What was your first experience like on that virtual pitch? Can you remember? It's tough to remember, but I remember like in FIFA 2010, uh, I wanted to participate in one tournament and I got knocked out from the first game. <laughs> so this is my, I think this is my first ever tournament that I participated in. I was like really young. I, I forgot how old I was. But yeah, that's one of the experiences that I remember when I was young. Was it an experience that you learned from? To be honest, no, because like I was, <laughs> I participated just to try myself and see myself and I knew that I need to work a lot if I want to win something. So after five years, I came back to the same tournament and won it. So In 2008, was there much of a competitive scene in FIFA given that you started going to tournaments quite early? We had like a, one, a yearly tournament that is organized by the Olympic Committee here in Doha. It's been like yearly since 2000, I think 2009. They organized uh, one event in Doha. And uh, yeah, uh, I remember that. I played in 2010. And my first tournament that I have won was in 2015, FIFA 15. Blimey, Doha's been on it for a while in terms of esports then. That's incredible. Yeah, there is, there is a lot of... Uh, but it was like, a, how could we call it? A small communities that want to play a tournament. So they were like organizing some some stuff for them. What gave you the motivation to go and compete against people publicly? Because you must have had some confidence. Like, who were you training against at FIFA when you were playing at home? As a football player, we used to travel to camps. And I remember in FIFA 15, like 2015, I had like an, a qualifiers of the Asian Cup. And at that camp, we, we organized like a tournament between us as a teammates. And uh, when I won the tournament, I said, okay, I had that ego since I was young. Okay, I'm going to go to tie myself in a real tournament. And then when I went back to the 2015 tournament by the Olympic Committee, then, yeah, it started well. I won the tournament. And, you know, from there, I started winning more tournaments here in, the, in Doha. 
What did your teammates think then when you went from beating them to winning the 2015 Electronic Games tournament in Doha? You know, teammates are teammates. So whenever you won, they're going to say, oh, you were lucky, you were like that. I know that if I play against you, you're going to lose again. So when I started winning tournament, they, re- they realized, oh, now he's the Megasif, the dangerous guy. So when I start to make more tournaments and put my name on the Doha scene, not even my teammates, even players from other clubs in Doha, when they talk to me, they talk to me about, oh, we want to play against you, we want to see your level land, you know. It starts the hype here in Doha. So. Are there any people that you currently play FIFA 2021 in, in your current team, Awahi Sports Club? There are some people who try. And yeah, I give them a nice experience. So I don't like, you know, be hard and focus on the game. Oh, so you're nice to your teammates. You beat them, but only just. You let them maybe have <laughs> a goal or two. Kind of, kind of, yeah. <laughs> Okay, this is great, Ahmed. Maybe I should play against you. You'll be nice to me, it sounds like. <laughs> I want to ask about the feeling you get when you're competing in FIFA. Like, How does it vary from when you're on the pitch playing football? Because obviously you've got a competitive mindset for both. But I'm just wondering, does it does it vary? Does it feel different when you're playing FIFA to, to when you're on the pitch? Oh, uh, well, uh, I have been like... Uh... How could I describe to you? The pressure is there, like, but in the field you have like teammates around you. So if you do a good job, you may lose because like another team may do a mistake or something. But in FIFA, it's different. You control all the players. You make your own pressure. What I say that how football helped me in the, into the virtual field that I understand my opponents more than many poor players because I know the formation, how to attack this formation, what tactics do I use. Uh, of course, with the skills that I have, with the meta of the gameplay, so it gives me a bit of advantage when I uh, when I play against uh, uh, some poor players, uh, especially now when the last uh, uh, qualifiers with the national team. I try to help my teammates uh, how to like if someone plays in a formation, how to you over or counter counter him with a different formation. So I try to help them because I've been with. Uh, in football, learned from many coaches. I I always like to listen to coaches when they speak about tactics to understand this more. My father is a football coach, so when, if I struggle on something, I go and ask him, Dad, what do I do with this player playing in the five-three-two? What do I do? Which tactic do I need to use? Where to push from the middle side, from the first uh, position? So I get, I get a lot of details into my mind. That's incredible. So does your dad play FIFA? No, he doesn't, but he understands the game. He sees me play sometimes. But, you know, football is football. It's the same. So it depends only on the skills that I have and how do I apply his instructions into my own gameplay. And when I apply this, I think I get a good ones, of course. That's incredible, though. It sounds like he's your FIFA coach. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. I remember, like, when... Uh, when I played the, the the regional qualifiers in Doha before qualifying to the World Cup, I said to him, Dad, I, I feel a, a bit pressured. He said to me, look, this it is a mind game. If you are relaxed in your mind and have a confidence in yourself, you're going to win this. I swear, when I got this, I don't know what I felt. And next day I went to the to the event and I crashed everybody and get the car to qualify for the World Cup in London. So he gave me a bit of motivation, also some tactics stuff. I understand a lot of what he says, so it's a good uh, to have him, you know, behind my back. Because when I struggle, I really go to him, even FIFA, not also on the issues in life. I definitely think you've got to bring him to future land tournaments and get I him hope. a little jersey that says like Coach Al Mega Soup. 
I wish I wish if he could accept that. I know that he won't, but I wish it would be amazing for me. Trust me. He must be so proud of you when you're winning these tournaments. He is. He is. He likes me to focus on some stuff like more than the game. But when he sees me qualify to an event, he gets really happy. He congratulates me. Uh, he takes me to some place to eat dinner and enjoy. So, yeah. Oh, so lovely. Do you have any brothers or sisters? Yeah, I have uh, two brothers and two sisters. Oh, wow. So it's a big family. You, yeah. You've almost got your own football team. How do they <laughs> feel about your FIFA career? Well, you know, they are happy, you know, because you know, Doha is like a small country. And when you do something like with the FIFA or whatever, a lot of people know about that. So they are happy when they talk to someone. Oh, we know your brother. He's this guy, this guy. So I'm really proud that they are proud for me and... Do they play FIFA with you? Are they good training partners? I have uh, my younger brother. He plays a lot of FIFA. I teach him a lot. I play with him a lot in weekend leagues. Um, but yeah, I want him to focus on his studies more. I don't want him to get into the esports scene right now. When he finishes the studies, maybe, if he would like to watch. Are <laughs> you a little yeah. bit worried he might give you a run for your money, Ahmed? <laughs> no, 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 no. Of course, uh, I wish like he... Uh, he does a good job of whatever he he wants to get to but yeah uh, for me i want him to focus on you know his studies more than the games and football i think that's a fair enough answer okay i'm gonna let you off there Armin. <laughs> fifa is obviously as you've mentioned it is a single player game as opposed to the team sport when you're on the pitch playing irl footballers will call it on this podcast which do you prefer, just having the pressure on yourself and not having to let your teammates down or have them let you down? Or do you actually really like that team camaraderie and miss it when you're playing FIFA? Well, uh, so when I was like playing uh, the team, I always wanted to win. So even football, same side and the eSports uh, one. I'm the type of person that I don't like to do mistakes. So when I was younger, when I was playing football, so I'm a midfielder. I was counting each game, like how many passes do I do I missed, and then I go with the coach analyze. It is fine to miss passes, but I wanted to be that accurate guy in the midfield. That when someone sees me, oh, this guy is great in passing; he doesn't miss a pass. So when I took that into the esports side, I always liked, you know, even not to miss any chances. When I miss a chance, I know that I'm doing something wrong. I go and analyze it. So I make a lot of headache to myself just to improve my my gameplay in the in the both careers. Uh, but for me, like I, I like to help my teammates. They do a mistake. I like to be like the guy who motivate them, talk to them, and even from the in the esports side. So now with the national team, I have my teammates. I talk to them. We need to do this right. We need to do this. Uh, and I t- I tell them like if you feel guys that something is wrong or you don't agree, you can feel free to talk. Let's negotiate and see what is right for both of us, for the team, for the national team. So I'm the person that I I like to motivate and help in the same time. Ahmed, you've played a lot of different versions of FIFA, but you're choosing to potentially say FIFA 16. Why that version? Why is that? Uh, I feel that the game is more realistic. I like to play a FIFA game where the intensity of the gameplay is like fast, like as we see in the, in the real football side. And to my type of gameplay in FIFA, I like to keep the ball. Like I'm a position guy. I like to keep 70, 60% each game, keeping the ball switch it around from side to side, could attack from the middle, attack from the wings. So uh, For me, I liked FIFA 16 more because, you know, the skills were faster to apply into the game. So that's why FIFA 16 is a bit challenging for me to choose for. Do you have an essential player that you'll put in any squad in FIFA? 
then maybe you keep coming back to year on year. The obvious one, Cristiano Ronaldo and FIFA is, you know, the goat of the game. Everyone, like every pro, tie his best and weekend leagues to get more coins and, you know, buy him as fast as possible to beat other opponents or other pros. So, yeah, Cristiano Ronaldo, since I don't know which FIFA, he has been like with a high rated card. And I think in uh, any professional event, you will see a bunch of Cristiano Ronaldo facing and playing against each other. And what about your opponents on the world stage of FIFA? Who do you particularly love to play and love beating even more? <laughs> I, don't like to, I don't like to beat someone specifically. Like I would say that I've faced a lot of difficult opponents. And I think, you know, the most guy that I like to play is Mr. Dosseri. And why there is that? Because, you know, it's a challenge between my my country and his country. The viewers like that. The community here, they like that when I when they see me playing against him, beating him. So, and especially because it's so hard to play against this guy. I don't know why, but this guy is like, even his grip to the controller is like different than us. When you play against Simis Desari, you feel like you're playing against 21 players, not 11. So that's why you get happy when you beat some guy like him. He's uh, recognized one of the top players. And if he keeps doing the same level that he is doing this year and the past years, I think he could be like the best player of all time in the FIFA scene. MS Dottery, of course. So it's basically Qatar versus Saudi Arabia. Yeah. <laughs> a derby, we could call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's it is, it is. Even football, even any other game, it's like a nice derby between them. Have you ever beaten him? Actually, we played 10 times in different tournaments. I won five, he won five, or maybe he won six, I won four. So we had a bit of a hard challenge. I think he liked to play against me because... Oh, I watch a lot of his gameplay, so when I play with him, I, I'm prepared that I know I'm going to face those type of stuff. And yeah, it's fun to play against him, Mr. Sari. It's hard, but I like to playing against him, of course. Ahmed, I can't not ask you for some pro player tips, given that this is one of your day jobs. So tell me an essential need-to-know tip for playing FIFA. So mainly, I think there's three stuff that you need to do first you need to watch your favorite professional player second apply what he does so if he's speaking about one movement or one skill move let's say elastico or the bridge this year is one of the two meters in the game uh, three try to practice more because you need more hours to improve your game so this is the main stuff that you need to focus on so in other words ahmed we should watch you on twitch what's your twitch channel <laughs> so my twitch channel is aa megasieve <laughs> So talk to me about what a practice day for you looks like because you're playing FIFA and also going, I'm guessing, to the practice ground for football. Mm. How do you balance these things? Yeah, people think that I play like for 10 hours of FIFA in a day or like more. So I don't practice much. I practice when the new game comes. So let's say now in, in October, FIFA 22 will be revealed so the first two months I'm, I'm gonna be grinding a lot of FIFA and how I do that I manage my sleeping patterns I, I wake up like early 6-7am trying to play a lot of games seeing the game and this is for the first two to three months and after that I just focus on online qualifiers playing against pros and the weekend league so a lot of people think that I play for like 
a lot of hours yearly and which is and that is not too above. Well, it sounds knackering to me, to be perfectly honest, Ahmed. You're making me ashamed of my own activity levels. <laughs> it's now time to move on to your second game. And this is one of the games from the Call of Duty franchise. The first Call of Duty was released almost 20 years ago in 2003 and has spawned multiple spin-off games over the years, including its own Battle Royale game, COD Warzone. And there was so many different types of COD in this franchise. There's pretty much a version for everyone to enjoy. So Ahmed, which COD would you potentially like to save today? So I play the, the Warzone, the new one, let's say. But if I would talk about the favorite one, I think it's Modern Warfare 2. That's when I was like young, playing with my friends and, you know, trying to kill each other. So Modern Warfare 2 was like the best. Modern Warfare came out in 2009, Ahmed. Were you even old enough to play Call of Duty then? <laughs> that was like how old? 11. 11 years old. I think it's a fine age to play, no? <laughs> I mean, I do remember trying to play Resident Evil when I was about eight or nine, but I was absolutely terrified, so I didn't get much further along than a dog jumping through a window, and that's about 15 minutes into the game, Ahmed. I suppose Call of Duty, not so much a horror game, but obviously still serious stuff being discussed and played out on screen. Uh, Can you remember being... 11 and, and and picking this game up was this your first cod experience yes i think this was my first cod experience so how you get a game and play it tie a game when your friend says oh guys let's go and play this game it's a good game so i got an influence by one of my friends i bought a game tied it a bit and you know i don't remember like that if i did enjoy the game like was or now because you know i'm older now i understand the meters the gameplay the best guns when i was like i just want to go and play and play and play for hours chat with my friends so that's the different way of thinking me about how i did i play it when i was younger tell me about this friend then that influenced you as an 11 year old to play call of duty modern warfare 2 <laughs> he, he, yeah, yeah, yeah he was like he's he was my age and now i play with him like most but sometimes yeah so oh amazing so were you at school together yeah, we were at school together uh, and the national team together. and But he was like in a different club. But yeah, we are still friends until now, imagine. <laughs> you play in the Qatari national team together? Yeah, yeah. Under 13 and under 15 and under 17 and the Olympic team. So we've gone a lot together, yeah. So he's like a, a, a professional in Warzone. So I, whenever I, he gets a player and I get with him, he gets like 20 Plus kills every game. He's crazy into this oh game. Oh my yeah. goodness. <laughs> this is incredible. So you're both moonlighting as as esports pros and footballers as well. You have got a very powerful circle of friends, Ahmed. Yeah, um, that's why I'm keeping good. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to ask um, a bit more about Modern Warfare 2 and how you like to play it. Because it was well, well known originally for its gripping single player mode and storylines. Uh, did you ever play the single player version? Um, I can't remember. I remember that whenever I start uh, a game from uh, Modern Warfare, I go to the campaign try the campaign you know the storylines it's crazy you see different type of challenges and you know to do um and then you know i go directly to play online with my friends like you know the search and destroy team this match stuff 
capture the flag. I don't know if it was like clear or an earlier different version. So I tried a lot of online different type of moods. And back when you were playing Modern Warfare 2, this is a game that essentially did continue a storyline from the first Modern Warfare, which was technically Call of Duty 4 mm-hmm. Modern Warfare, because Soap McTavish returns. Uh, did you warm to the characters? Did you particularly like anything about the storyline from this game? Um, oh, I can't remember, to be honest, if I focus on one character. So it is totally hard, you know, when it's back, like... 12 years now, I'm 23, so... But what was your favourite thing about it? I know it was, you know, a good 11 years ago now for you, but, yeah. Uh, I remember that I was, like, bad at playing with the sniper, so, you know, the uh, the map Rust, so, you know, we were, like, competing every day, you know, free for all with my friends, and I was, like, bad at the sniper. I forgot the name of the sniper. Maybe it's a Dragunov or something. I can't remember. I was like always challenging myself to be good at number where I was actually really bad at it. So yeah, I remember that experience to be honest. How did you feel about being bad at a game given that you're already great at FIFA? It's fine, you know. You need to be bad at something, you know. But no, like let's say now in Warzone I play fine, not like before, but yeah, it's fine for me to be bad at different games. You can be good at all, you know. <laughs> now Armin, it might be hard for you to believe, but there are gonna be people out here who have not played Warzone or Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, or even any of the Call of Duty games. So explain to listeners, if you don't mind, how Modern Warfare is is different to Warzone. So, you know, Warzone is like uh, the hype of the Battle Royale. You go into like a big map with your friends, squads, or like uh, dwarves uh, to play together, kill... Uh, the more you kill, the more the longer you stay, and the, at the end, your team if they stay, the last team they won. Different back in Modern Warfare 2, so you get into one of the moods, free for all team this match, it is 6v6, and you know, the more score of the team you get, the winner gets at the end. So it's different type of games because you know, Battle Royale is a new game, a new mode, sorry. So, yeah, I think this is a bit of a small explanation. Mm-hmm. So do you still try out the, I suppose, traditional Call of Duty multiplayer modes in the modern versions of the game? Like, for example, Hardpoint and <laughs> and other modes like that? Yeah, so I know that uh, I'm playing more of uh, like the Battle Royale ones now. But yeah, sometimes we switch it up with my friends and, you know, we try mostly search of the story. We don't try like the team this much stuff. Search of the story is like much harder when you get, when you die, you need to wait, watch your teammate and then start the next round. So we do that between time and time. Ahmed, you like Search and Destroy. You've got a gaming <laughs> PC, right? I have a gaming PC, and when I play Call of Duty, I do play on uh, the PC, yeah. So why, why don't you come over to the good side and play some Counter-Strike? Um, I I remember I played when I was young, but now I don't know. I didn't feel right. My friend, you know, it's about my friends. Like, if they play Counter-Strike, I would switch and play so it's uh, it's not about that. The game is good or bad. So it's... <laughs> I'm just saying, get yourself a five stack and okay. jump into Counter Strike. I've now hijacked the podcast to talk about one of my favorite games. So obviously, <laughs> this isn't about me. This is about you. I'm interested in how your squad is formed when you are playing Warzone with your friends. You've mentioned one of them is pretty much a pro player in Warzone, and he's balancing that with his football career. Uh, so tell me, like, how a typical game of Warzone goes for you guys? 
So when I play with uh, my friends, especially if my, uh, let's say, poor friend plays, uh, we, we, there is a, an island called Repairs Island. Not a, there's two islands, there's Dunk and Repairs. So we play Repairs because it's like smaller, fast ge- fast-paced uh, game. You kill directly and when you die, you have like 40 seconds to get back again. So usually, like, I, I'm watching him, what he does. He kills, let's say, at the start of the game, 10 to, to 13 kills. And, you know, I learned a lot of him, to be honest, because I wanted to improve. So, like, five or four months ago, I was, like, killing three, four guys in a game. But now I'm killing 10, 11, because I learned from him what he does. The movement is a big key into Warzone, uh, how to rotate into the map. Uh, what else he taught me? He taught me a lot. I watch a lot of uh, Warzone videos on YouTube, so I learn a lot from them. He improved my skills at Sniper. So, and at the end, the end of the games, most of the games, like with him, we get a W. So it's happy, it's fun and amazing to play with him, you know. Nice to be hard carried, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's totally, totally nice. Who do you particularly like watching on YouTube? I watch him, my friend. I watch his channel. I watch some of the pros uh, from... Uh, a clan phase, phase Booyah, Swag, phase Neo. I watch those guys and, you know, they have a nice content to watch. They tie different type of guns and you learn sometimes from them how do they move, how do they, like, react when there's a lot of uh, opponents near them. So it's fun to watch it. I think we need to shout out your friend, though. What's his YouTube? How can we find him? <laughs> his name, like, on YouTube is H Backs Backs. H Backs Backs. So, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Backs, backs. Now, do you think that games like COD helped your competitive side in other games like FIFA, for example? Well, as a professional player in a game, you need sometimes to, you know, put your game on the side and, you know, refresh your mind, try a different game, especially if you're like a gamer. So I use Warzone now to, you know, put all the FIFA pressure on the side, enjoy with my friends, get some wins, joke a bit, you know, laugh at each other when someone gets killed. So uh, it helps me a lot, you know, to push my mind, switch it up a bit. And, you know, it helps, it helps a lot. When you were 11, though, could you imagine playing games for a living? Ah, no. I didn't know that there is a thing like that, you know. Most of people, like, in Doha, maybe in two years, three years ago, they didn't know that there is, like... Something called uh, professional esports, but now with the scenes with the national team qualifying, with the tournament running, a lot you know of people understand that there is something called like playing and earning money because of uh, a game. Call of Duty is a hard game to pin down with multiple games and multiple game modes, but its most recent success is Cold Warzone, a battle royale game that is basically a game that anyone can pick up for free so you might as well try it if you're listening to this like many battle royales warzone can have a steep learning curve at first but with many guides around on the best loadouts and drop points it is a game that anyone has the chance to win ahmed i do want to ask what tips would you give players approaching this type of fast-paced fps for the first time tips me giving tips and also yeah man <laughs> why not you you be watching the youtubers just pass off their tips as your own that's what I do. Um, so, <laughs> how could I say? So, tips to win a Warzone game. Get a good friend, that first. A good friend at the game. And, you know, try to land on uh, 
uh, empty spaces like you don't get to prison because a lot of uh, people go there and directly in the face of the game get a uh, try to load out uh, get your load out faster you know get more money and finish get your load out fast to kill the people having a better gun than them so mostly that is the the biggest tips that i have but yeah mainly really get a really good defender in the game it will help you a lot it will help you a lot to get some w's you know <laughs> Ahmed, that is your second game. We'll get to your third in a moment. But to support this podcast, we're putting together a special Save Your Game playlist of some of our favourite songs from the games we love. So Ahmed, I'm wondering if there are any songs you'd like to include because the menu songs of FIFA are iconic and perhaps there's a song from FIFA that you particularly love. FIFA 13, there is one soundtrack. Yeah, the name of the song is A Little Bit of Fear by April Towers. A little bit of feel. Amazing. Okay, so we're going to put that one on the playlist. But if you guys listening have got any ideas or suggestions for songs that you would like to include, please send them in to us via our socials at Red Bull Gaming. We are ready to go on to your third and final game that you might potentially save at the end of the episode, Ahmed. And this one is quite new. Definitely blowing up, especially recently. It is Apex Legends. A Battle Royale hero shooter released by Respawn Entertainment in 2019. Players take on the role of one of the many legends that are available and fight in a Battle Royale arena to try and be the last player or team standing. When first came out, I saw my friend playing it. I wanted to try a different game in FIFA and I give it a shot and I really enjoyed the the start of the release of uh, Apex, it was a nice game, you know, Battle Royale, different type of loadouts, you know, with the characters that they have. Each character have like a different abilities, yeah. So it was nice. I tried it, I enjoyed it. Were you playing with HPAX packs? No, no, no. This one I was uh, playing it with other friends. Sometimes I play it alone. So, yeah. So you prefer to go in as a squad rather than solo? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, it's better, you know. I like to communicate. Hey, there's a guy here or something, you know. I like squads more. It, I mean, it's a game you play as a trio because the whole abilities are meant to work together with your team. And if you can't communicate with the two people that you put with, it gets <laughs> yeah, kind of yeah. difficult, Sometimes it? it happens, you know. The, the mic is like broken or something some other mate they don't have a mic so it happens but you enjoy what you could do <laughs> so what is it that you liked about apex in particular was it the different legends and the different abilities that they had was it the gunplay i think yeah mostly uh, the gunplay because it's different you know when you come from a, a mind of a, of a kid who was playing like uh, modern warfare black ops you know that the FAMAS is there every year the mp5 is there every year but when you go to the apex legend there's a different type of loadouts there was like I think it depends on colors so gold is the best loadout then purple blue white and you know when you go down so it's a different type of game to the battle royale challenge I like to tie some different characters I forgot some of them I remember like Wraith Pathfinder and you know Lifeline I think yeah Lifeline's the healer Wraith yeah, healer, can teleport yeah, yeah, yeah this one was my my favorite uh, character so you know it's uh, just to some different games, you know, and give the knowledge of what good games are here in the esports scene. So, what was it in particular you liked about the playstyle of Rafe? I'll remind you of her abilities. She has a tactical ability of Into the Void, which is to reposition quickly through the safety of void space, avoiding all damage. So, basically, yeah, teleport. <laughs> she, yeah, yeah, yeah. she also has uh, voices from the void, so a voice warns you when danger approaches. That's her passive. 
And also her ultimate ability, the dimensional rift, which basically links two locations with portals for 60 seconds and your entire team can use them. So there's a nice supportive ability there. Uh, Yeah, what about Rafe complimented your playstyle so well? Yeah, I remember like, you know, that teleport when my friends come on it and tend to the next side, tells them to avoid, you know, some shots or some damage and to kill. It was like amazing. You know, you don't see this in, in like Call of Duty or something like that. So that's what I liked about the gameplay in total, that there is some different type of uh, uh, mechanism that they added to this game. Given that you are much more focused on the mechanical ability in terms of the guns rather than abilities when you're playing these games, what exactly did you like about the movement from Apex? Because I remember when I was first playing it, and the battle royale I'd mostly been pay- playing before was uh, was PUBG, mm-hmm. and getting used to that kind of fast-paced Call of Duty kind of style of running and then the sliding down hills and, and things like that. Was that something that particularly appealed to you about the game? Well, uh... How could I say, like, uh, into Apex is, like, uh, the difference of it into the, into the gameplay, uh, not about mainly the gun, because, you know, it was, uh, at the start, the servers were not that good here back in, in Doha, but, you know, I tried to, you know, get a good network and try to see how could I learn more about this game. So my main thing was, like, I tried to switch between a lot of characters to understand them each more. And, uh, you know, when you, want, when you get a new game, you want to try the most out of it to get the biggest experience. So I was the type of guy, you know, get a new game. I'm not that good at it, but, you know, I want to try it and see and enjoy a bit of it. Given that you're a pro in FIFA, do you mind when you're not that good at other games? Totally, it's fine if I'm bad at, like, let's say, Apex. I know that I'm pretty sure good at FIFA. I'm going to keep, you know, <laughs> being good at FIFA. So it's totally fine for me. So you're not like competitive in all things, actually. You know kind of how to enjoy yourself as well. Yeah, like especially in Apex because, you know, I was not playing with my close friends. So there is no challenge between me and them. But now like in Warzone, as example, when they get higher kills than me, hey, come on, I want to get more, you know, <laughs> I want to get high kills as, as well. So now there is a challenge because I am a bit playing good at, let's say, Warzone. But in other games, no, it's totally fine. I've just That's noticed, fine. though, that you've only spoken about multiplayer games today. Even mm. when we spoke about the single-player version of Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, you clearly picked it because of the multiplayer experience with your friends mm. back mm. in the day. So is there a particular reason that you prefer multiplayer games, uh, with the exception of FIFA, but let's face it, you're still playing another person when you play FIFA? Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know why, but because it's maybe the most common thing or... Let's say that uh, that's where you can find uh, your friends playing it. So I know that some of my friends play some storyline games, but I didn't see that I'm a big fan of them. So that's why I think because, you know, I've catched up with my friends besides FIFA, like in Warzone or Apex, let's say. Uh, you can, you know, meet people, get and to play the battle royale stuff. So that's why I think I prefer multiplayer more. So gaming is a purely social experience for you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is, it is. You do sound like a social guy. It's a lovely way to be. Unlike me, I'm a hermit. So I play my multiplayer games on Twitch and then I play oh, my nice. single player narrative with no one else watching. Oh, really? Why? <laughs> you should, I, should. Yeah, but I think it's because I, I spend a lot of time on camera. However, I do love playing multiplayer couch games when people come over to have dinner. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's nice. That's nice. You have the talk, you know, and watching you play while talking to you. Yeah, yeah it's nice. Exactly. Thing. Although, well, I... You say talk. That sounds very civil, Ahmed. When we're playing Overcooked 2, 
People have come around my house to have a nice time. I fed them. I expect them to pull their weight in my virtual kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) I don't expect them to come around to my house and set my TV kitchen on fire. Thank you very much, Ahmed. (laughs) It sounds like you always play online games. Do you ever play on the sofa, given that you have a large family? Is that something you enjoy doing? Um, you know, when I was like, uh, when I was young, I prefer, you know, to have my own TV, my own console, my own controller. So I used to play, you know, even when I hang out with my friends, everyone has like his his own setup. We don't like, you know, to chill together and play next to each other unless we are playing against each other. So, yeah, mostly I play like in, into a singular setup. So that's why. If you like Battle Royale games, Apex Legends has become one of the staples of the genre in recent years. Fast-paced, incredibly chaotic at times, and it also provides a competitive first-person shooter experience with enough variation to keep players coming back for more. So maybe you could be one of those players if you aren't already. For more information about how to get involved and start playing, go to redbull.com. Well, Ahmed, we've got your three games down now. We've spoken about all of them, and they're all titles that you've had a lot of fun with time's come to make that decision you've now got to choose one title above all others to be enshrined into immortality the game you couldn't imagine your life without so ahmed are you ready i'm I'm ready i'm ready (laughs) you were straight away in there yes i am ready i'm confident frankie okay (laughs) ahmed our mega soup yes your one game that you would like to save in the save your game podcast championship is FIFA 16. FIFA 16. There we go. I feel like that was one that everyone listening would have guessed. If you agree or disagree with Ahmed's choice, make sure you vote for which game you think Ahmed should have entered into the Red Bull Gaming podcast via the poll on Red Bull Gaming's Twitter. That is quite simply at Red Bull Gaming. We're very easy to find, so you've got no excuse not to get involved. That is it, though, for this week. Thank you so much, Amo, for joining me today and for saving FIFA 16 into the Save Your Game podcast championship. Did you enjoy taking a walk down memory lane? Of course, of course. Yeah, I would like to thank you, Frankie. Thank the Red Bull team. I really enjoyed talking to you. And yeah, thank you again for uh, this invitation. Oh, we loved having you on the show. Thank you so much for joining us and giving some insight into having dual football careers. I think you're probably going to be the only guest we've had who's quite as multi-talented as that. <laughs> thank uh, you, listeners, if you have enjoyed the show, then please make sure you subscribe and rate the podcast and feel free to leave us a review telling us which game you'd induct into the Red Bull Savior Game Championship and why. You can also get in touch with us, as always, via our socials at Red Bull Gaming. We're very easy to find on the Twitter, on the Instagram, with your thoughts, or you can get in touch with us at Red Bull Gaming using the hashtag SaveYourGamePodcast. Why not do both? It's a hashtag for a reason, and I like to click on it, so I want to see your thoughts and your comments. But as for now, we will see you next time. Thanks for listening. 